Welcome to the Vacation Effect Podcast, where we discuss time and lifestyle hacks for the busy entrepreneur, helping you grow your business even faster by working less and having a lot more fun. Now, here's your host, Denise Gosnell. Welcome back to the Vacation Effect Podcast. This is Denise Gosnell, your host, and today I'm excited to have Jen Duplessis on the show to talk about how to prepare for success in chaotic times. We certainly have some chaotic times right now, but as entrepreneurs, there are a lot of opportunities that we can seize and a lot of things we can do to prepare for the unexpected. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode with Jen. So let me give you some background on Jen before I jump into the questions with her. So Jen is the founder of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Black Fox Investments, and Valor Home Solutions. She is the author of Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. She's also the host of the first mortgage-specific and top-rated podcast, Mortgage Lending Mastery. Jen spent over 35 years in residential mortgage lending and was ranked in the top 200 loan originators in the U.S. and in the top 1% for over 15 years, with over $1 billion in lifetime loan fundings. She has extensive leadership and sales experience and today is a highly sought-after charismatic and inspirational international speaker and coach, sharing stages with Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Barbara Cochran, and many more. She specializes in creating lifestyle businesses to help businesses multiply their results in record time while maintaining a commanding and prosperous personal lifestyle. Jen has appeared on Good Morning America, Sirius XM Radio, and Voice America Radio. She's also been featured in such publications as The Wall Street Journal and The Washington Post. She's also a regular contributor for the Mortgage Executive Magazine and Mortgage Women Magazine. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Jen. Thank you. I am so delighted to have the opportunity to chat with you. We have so much in common. I can't wait. Yeah. So, you know, I was really excited. You know, you and I met at the 20, 2019 New Media Summit and, you know, I just loved your messaging and your story. You're all about helping busy entrepreneurs have wonderful freedom and free time in their life like I do. And, you know, it was just cool to learn when you and I chatted a few weeks ago that you also just have this amazing background in the mortgage industry and, and uh, real estate and so many other things. So I'm just really excited to talk about how we can add value to what's on everybody's mind right now as, you know, and then when we're recording this, you know, it's uh, March 20th, uh, 2020, and the coronavirus is a pandemic across the globe, and people are like uncertain and wondering what to do. So Jen, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to dig in deep with me on um, some tips on how entrepreneurs can best deal with this time and best seize the opportunity of this time. Are you fair game to talk about that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, great. Um, so from your perspective, what do you think entrepreneurs can do right now in this uncertain period, you know, to best prepare for weathering the storm? You know, you come from the mortgage world, so I'm sure you've got some great ideas on that just and in general on, you know, weathering the storm that some companies may lose money, some companies may not, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, very interesting uh, what's happening because it, it sounds or feels almost like Groundhog Day for me with the, you know, the great recession that we've had, uh, that we had and the credit crisis that we had, you know, many years ago because, uh, you know, at least in the financial sector, you know, it's it looks exactly the same. And now what we have is we have this added layer of health issues and it's expanding to every single individual in the country and in, and in the world, right? Whereas the financial crisis was really contained. It was somewhat contained. Um, 
you know, with, with a mortgage and stock and things like that. But this has just spread so much further. And so um, to a certain extent, it's just a Groundhog Day uh, for that. And kind of going back to what did I do to, you know, rock that recovery and making sure that, that uh, you know, my clients, the people that I'm coaching, my students are hearing that same message. Is, and most of them had not been through it in, as a lender you know, in that particular case. So um, I think, you know, we just have to go back to some of the practices that we had before. And fortunately, you know, I've got a great colleague um, in Jonathan Slane who um, wrote the book, Rock the Recession. And he was uh, able to help me many years ago prepare for this. Um, and right now, that's what I'm trying to do is get people to uh, prepare because we're not quite in a recession yet. We won't be, that won't be announced until about June. And there's, there's a specific reason if you want to know about it, but that won't be announced until June that we're actually in a recession. And to a certain extent, we've got a little bit of time to get prepared, but we have to act quickly in order to be prepared. And unfortunately for a lot of people, um, they've been uh, thrown into you know, a chaotic state right now. And so we can talk about what they should be doing um, versus what you want to do to prepare because there's, there are two different things, you know, right now. Yeah. I'd like to know more about that. So you're saying that if I understand correctly, that um, it's being predicted by a lot of analysts that the, the June might become, we might have a recession by June. And so in terms of, um, you know, what, from your, from your, your vast experience, you know, being in the top 1% of loan originators in the U S for so many years, like, you know, you closed a lot of loans. Like, what did you learn that you think can serve entrepreneurs right now about, you know, I've, I've always been taught and you tell me if this is correct, or if you have a different recommendation, I've always been taught to ask for the money when you don't need it. Like now's the time, if you've, you still have good revenue and you have good credit, go ask for the loans lines of credit that, or expand your existing lines of credit and don't wait until you're in a bind to then ask for the money that you're not going to be able to get. Would you agree with that? Oh, I totally agree with that. However, I think it's already too late to get expansion of credit at the banks because we're looking at the possibility of a small run-on with banks right now because so many people um, have been laid off. You know this, And it was funny because I was thinking – you know, wait a minute, it's only been a week. How could people be in such dire straits? And my husband, you know, pointed out to me and I, it's terrible. I mean, he said, well, Jen, just think about all the people that are waitresses and waiters and, you know, they're doing, they're doing hourly wage things. And I thought, gosh, you know, how shallow of me not to think of that. But that's right. I mean, they're already in their own recession, right? Because it was just cut off. And so they are going to be the ones that are going to be running onto the bank to say, you know, I'm afraid my money won't be there because I don't have a lot anyway living paycheck to paycheck and week to week. So uh, unfortunately, I think that it's, it's probably too late to expand any credit lines. You'd be more, um, I, I would say if you have a home equity line of credit and it wasn't frozen from the previous uh, credit crisis and you have access to some cash and um, some ability to pull that out, I would say pull it out. Pull it out now, write the check now, um, get the advance on it now. Um, but don't take all of it out because we don't want to be in a situation where you don't have enough equity if life happens and you have to move, right? So take 50% of what you have, making sure that you leave at least 10% equity so that you could hire a realtor and be able to move if, God forbid, you had to leave your house, right? 
So take your cash now uh, before they get wise at freezing those because they may very well likely do that here very shortly. Gotcha. So like as an example, like I'm in the process of refinancing my home equity. I already refinanced my main mortgage in December and I was literally emailing the bank today. We've already been talking about this for three weeks and I've already been pre-approved and all that. So we're moving forward with that. So I just want to clarify, not everyone is going to be cut off from that right now. Like I'm moving forward with my line of credit expansion and, um, you know, I'd already been working on that before. So my bank is still doing that. So not everyone may be cut off from that, but your point is wise in saying, don't be surprised surprised if for people that are cut off from that now, it might be too late for some people. It may not be too late in every circumstance though. I wanted to clarify. Right. And I'm, yeah. And, and I was speaking specifically to businesses, to small entrepreneurs who want to go and expand their credit line for their work. For gotcha. their company. That's what I was speaking specifically of there. Gotcha. Um, that Thank that expansion is probably not going to happen. Right. Uh, yeah. If in, in the mortgage space, as long as you have equity, um, you know, lenders are going to going to want to lend. Um, that is not going to be an issue as long as you have equity. Um, but I believe that we are going to get to the point where uh, if you already have an existing, that there may be a freeze on that. Just and not because of you, not because your credit's bad or your anything about you personally, but because they simply don't have the equity to be able to do that right now. Um, you know, the overnight borrowings between banks has pretty much cease and desist because no one can release any money because of the Dodd-Frank bill requiring a 10% reserve, you know, from all the banks. So they don't, they just don't have the money to do it. So the federal reserve earlier this week, when they lowered interest rates on short-term rates, not mortgages to be very clear about that, but on, on short-term interest rates um, earlier this week um, also said, use us, come to us for your overnight borrowing. Should you have a run on, on your bank? So they just don't have the ability to to um, be able to offer these credit lines like that. So I'm just saying, be cautious. If you know now's the time, yesterday was already the time. Tomorrow may be too late. Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying that. And sure. But I, you know, I think what you said though is a really good point about take out some of your equity before they freeze the line. And what, if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is it's not that you, the borrower are no longer worthy and trustworthy. It's that the bank may not be allowed to do it or maybe nervous about doing it because of how many other people have already done it. So they may be forced to cut back what they're allowed to have withdrawn for other reasons other than you. Right. And, and there's, there's a concern. And, you know, if we go back to the credit crisis, there's a concern that, you know, could you be laid off at some point when we get into this recession, you know, because we don't know yet what the trickle down effect is, right? Um, could you get to the point where uh, they're left holding your mortgage again, right? And for you, I can't tell you how many conversations I had, you know, in 2006 and 2007, you know, clear to 2009, where people would come in and say, you know, I've got $100,000 equity, but I can't get to it. Right. And they end up going into foreclosure because of it, because they, they can't make their payment and they can't get to the equity. And unfortunately, you can't, you know, go into a bathroom and cut out a piece of the drywall and take it in and say, here's some equity. It's not it doesn't work like that. So get your equity out now. Get your debt paid down now. Um, don't you know, get yourself ready. And this is something I've been preaching for the last three or four months with my clients saying, talk to your clients about they, they all have equity because we've been in a great market, right? They all have equity and they all have a lot of debt. I mean, we are at the highest we've ever been in, in consumer debt again. 
with average car loans being $47,000, right? And if you lose your job, you start using credit cards and that debt increases. So I would say get yourself prepared, do a cash out refinance, do a debt consolidation if you're in that kind of situation to pull the equity that you need, pull an extra, some extra cash that you have and leverage it so that if, again, God forbid anything were to happen, you have your equity, not the bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, where would you recommend people put that? Like in terms of when you say cash. get your debt down now and, you know, and pull out some extra cash, like, you know, yeah. of course cash isn't going to make any money, but it, you're just saying to have access to it. Yeah. Well, there's two pieces to that right now. You know, Warren Buffett also is, he's in cash right now. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, get in the stock market. I still think, and my son is a stock, stock market guru. Um, and he's saying, absolutely not. Get your money out of the stock market for now. Just wait until it settles down, right? And I know that it's just a big fire sale. Everyone's saying, oh, I'm going to buy stocks. But we don't know what's going to happen going forward. And I think that's pretty risky. I would say put it in cash right now into your bank. Yes, you don't make a lot of money, but at least you're not losing it, right? And the other thing is, if there were to be somewhat of a run on, get some extra cash in your house. You know, put some extra cash in the house so that, you don't have any issues with with any of you know that as well and i'm and i'm not trying to panic everybody i'm just saying you know get your ducks in a row take the time right now while you're at home and you're with your family to say okay what are the expenses that we could reduce and be prepared so that if anything did happen what goes first the landscaper the the maid right the the unnecessary things what would go first so that we could weather this storm you know, this pending storm that's coming up. So it's not just a placement of money, but how do we spend, right? Um, so, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, people learning, I don't, because I live way out in the country and I'm on 21 acres, I don't go to dinner very often. But to a certain extent, the fact that restaurants have been closed will maybe teach people, you know, not to go spend that kind of money all the time. But that may be one of the things that you have to give up is going out to dinner all the time when we get into this situation. And I'm hoping that people from the past, those that are old enough to know from, you know, 2006 and seven, that, you know, we learned that, you know, more is not more, less is more. Right. If you, want, if you definitely want to get through this, it's, it's looking at your expenses as well. Um, so yeah, for the short term, just park it in cash till, till we figure out what's going on. You know, there's, there's some settling that has to happen. Right. Well, now to clarify, because like I have listeners that are in real estate and in other portfolios, like my husband and I have a lot of real estate. To clarify, we're not going to go sell all of our real estate. You're no, talking about, no, no. you know, you're talking about having access to some cash in case there's a run on the bank and you can't get the credit out that you already have. You're just saying, go get, you're recommending that they go get some capital out of their lines of credit, debt consolidation, taking out some equity so that you have some of it in cash in case the banks either close your lines of credit or the banks don't actually have the money to actually hand out. Right. Or, or you lose your job and you have an emergency fund, you know, right. I mean, your job, your job leaves you, right? right. Your job leaves you. And I am definitely not saying um, to sell off any property, by the way, um, I'm a real estate investor as well. We've actually sold off all the property we want to sell. We've, we've been doing it for the last nine months or so in preparation for this, because we've known that we, the stock market's been oversold rates are, you know, arbitrarily way low. And um, so we've been selling off some of the, the properties that we knew um, could be a thorn in our side for a recession. Um, but no, I, and before we even went on, I was telling you that I just went to my, one of my coaches, um, his three day workshop, 
on real estate investing to get a refresher course because during uh, I'm preparing for the opportunity that I'm going to be able to buy more real estate during the recession at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities now as well. Oh um, and yeah. there will be coming up in the next year. So can we talk about opportunities as well? Like, um, so you have one opportunity that, you know, you and I both see is that, um, you know, there will be opportunities to buy real estate for good prices because, you know, people will be wanting to sell because they need access to capital or they, they've got other circumstances where they need it. So that's right. one opportunity that we both see. Yeah. What are some other opportunities that you see, you know, because I know you mentioned that you were saying right now you see a lot of great opportunities in your business. Can you talk about what some of those are that you're seeing in the industries that may be coming up? Yeah, well, specifically in mortgage and real estate, I mean, values of homes are going to go up. We're going to have um, a lot more inventory available. So that's going to be, you know, really good. So anyone who's listening and saying, you know, I, I was pre-approved forever and couldn't find the right house, I think that'll come up. Um, right now, there's uh, currently, there's no halt in uh, home sales currently. Um, we're starting to see um, real estate, or not real estate agents, but um, appraisers not wanting to go into homes to appraise them. Mm, makes sense. <laughs> and, and buyers not wanting to go into homes and sellers not wanting people in their home. Um, so, so we haven't really, the great thing about mortgage and real estate is that they're, you know, the, the sales cycle is anywhere from 30 to 90 days. So we probably won't see the real impact of this for a little bit. Um, yes, people aren't going in, but, but transactions are closing because rates have been low for a while and you know, the market's been really hot. I mean, spring market, we didn't even, we don't even have to have spring and we have a spring market, right? It's been mm -hmm. strong all through winter. And so um, there, we're not quite seeing that yet because we're finishing up all those transactions are happening, right? And um, so we will see an impact on the fact that right now people aren't looking at houses. So we'll see that down the road. Um, and, you know, I think that, that the opportunity uh, it will be there. And I would say, you know, for if anybody's listening, you know, who's in that particular market is that um, this, and I've been saying this for quite some time, is everyone's been focusing on 2020, you know, and vision for 2020. And I'm saying, wait a minute, let's call it the soaring 20s because this particular decade is going to be absolutely incredible, you know. And, yes, we're having a blip in it now, but this is a, this is a soaring decade um, with, with uh, internet and social media and, you know, virtual working and all the growth that we will find in technology and in entrepreneurship. This is going to be a fantastic um, decade for us to soar. The question is, are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be one of the people that soars with it? Or are you going to be someone, someone who doesn't? And so I would say right now, some of the opportunities are to hone in on your skills. You know, there are a lot of, here's two things. It's funny. Uh, two things. One is with all the virtual that's going on, there are so many people that have never used Zoom, which is the, the software that you and I are using to record this. Mm -hmm. And now they're, they're saying, oh, I guess I better learn Zoom, right? I, this morning, purchased the webinar version of Zoom and said, I guess I better do that, right? Go to this next level with it. And um, so this is the time to learn more about software, to learn more about how to be social virtually, because it is the wave of the future. It's not a fad. It's here to stay. This is a time to start saying, you know, is this, uh, should I be learning a new language? If, you know, your business has, you know, multiple languages in it, 
take those, take this opportunity now, and maybe you won't be fluent, but you'll start learning it. Learn some languages, learn some other skills that you can utilize in your business that you've been pushing off. And um, so the funny thing is, I was going to tell you about the Zoom. I mean, that's one thing, you know, for Zoom. But my husband last night finally got on Facebook. Finally, oh, really, really. Finally. Well, my husband's not on it yet. He probably never will. So good, good job on that. Yeah. I mean, and he goes, by the way, I signed up for Facebook. I said, what? I can't believe it. <laughs> so, um, you know, so he's honing, honing in and kind of getting with it and saying, well, you know, I, I would be totally disconnected if I didn't have your Facebook, Jen. And I said, yeah, you're right. You would be, you would be totally disconnected. So this is a really, really good time, I think, to develop some new skills, um, to, engage with your uh, database, your community, you know, I call it my community to really engage with them and let them know that, that you really are concerned about them and, you know, find ways to, um, you know, really dig in with our own acres of diamonds. I call it, there's a book called acres of diamonds and, you know, we're sitting on acres of diamonds all the time, but we have this tendency to look out and try to find other, um, other things to, to uh, tantalize us, right? To get business as entrepreneurs. We think we just need more, 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 more leads. And yeah, we do. But we might want to look at what we already have and just dig deeper and, and discover these beautiful diamonds that we have in our own community right now. So now's the time to be, to be doing that as well. So I think there is, um, and to be the leader, right? I think that's the biggest thing now is that, you know, followers uh, hone in on the problems and leaders look for solutions. So be the leader in the relationship with your clients and your employees and your colleagues to tame this down. You know, we don't want to create a panic on it. It's just that we have to slow down to in order to speed up because if we continue to speed up we'll be slowing down on the back side of this and we won't be able to take on all the opportunities that are available right yeah i totally agree because i think now is a great time to be planning for the future and what you want the future to look like and you know now that you're we're you know we're all working at home right now and uh, as entrepreneurs trying to figure out our next steps it's like it's a great opportunity to say, okay, where am I at right now? Where do I want to be in the next year, five years, 10 years and say, okay, how am I going to think outside the box and get there? And it's stuff a lot of entrepreneurs may have put off before because they were always stuck in the crazy busy. So I think it's a great, it's almost like a clean slate to be able to think about that now. Would you? Oh, it is. Yeah. And, and let's do it right this time. Right. And, and it's something that you and I both talk about if it's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a forced I've always said this too, you know, is that I, when we run a hundred miles an hour and, and even with, you know, a lifestyle, you know, what I do with lifestyle business, right? Even running a hundred miles an hour, um, I think that it's really important for us to, to take the time to slow down. And, and a lot of times, you know, when I've been sick in the past, my husband said, well, that's God telling you, you needed to slow down. You didn't have a choice. Right. And so that's what's happening right now. Something is telling us that, we need to slow down. We need to reconnect with each other. We need to reconnect with ourselves. And this is a perfect time that if you're going to have a do-over, let's do it right. Let's assess what's important in our lives, what, what fulfills us, what we want out of life, so that we get more of that, more opportunities to have dinner together because we have now experienced it. Right. right. <laughs> 
more opportunities to go on walks because we've experienced it more, right? And let's not lose that. Let's try to figure out a way that we can get more of that and still build a successful business around it rather than going right back out to the rat race and trying to fit our lives in because we've already learned that that's not, that's not um, a long-term plan that's going to be um, something that, that makes you happy and something that you can sustain. Right. Well, that's an important point that I'd love to dig deeper in. Like, you know, you and I both teach and, you know, help on entrepreneurs and our clients learn how to have a lifestyle business, have a business that runs around their life needs, not the other way around, not, not suiting their business around or their, their life around their business. So what do you think, and I have my ideas too, but I want to hear yours. What do you think is the best way to create a lifestyle business in the middle of the chaos? You know, you just mentioned a couple of them by, you know, I'm talking about taking notice of like the family meals and carrying that forward. But like, how does one create a lifestyle business in the midst of chaos? Yeah. Well, and it's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. You know, um, so what I teach on and coach on is five very specific areas. So I would just start looking at those areas, right? So let's, I'll just name them off real quickly. One is clarity, you know, clarity of your message, clarity of your values um, without going into, too de you know, all the details, but, but truly what makes you happy, right? And making sure you're really clear about that. And then clarity about the message that you have as an entrepreneur. You know, um, do you want, and this is a good time to sit back and say, you know what, I really don't want to be running amok like I was. And so get very intentional about who you serve, right? Get really, really clear on that. And that's, that's the first thing, you know, is who do you, how do you want to take care of yourself, your family, your health, your finances, your cultural experiences, right? All of those things, what do you truly want? And then making sure that, that the business that you want to create, the, the intentional business that you have that it um, aligns with those things that you want for yourself personally. So that's the first thing is get, get really clear and clear, you know, get some clarity. So now while we're home, do some journaling about how you're feeling, you know, and we're only a week out right in this, but go back to your office in your mind and say, what was the chaos that was happening and what was I tolerating and what do I need to put boundaries on? Right. Then the second is your community. You know, what is your engagement like with your past clients, your prospects, the people that are in your sales process right now, the people that you have referral, you know, your colleagues, your referral partners, how are you treating them? How do you want to treat them? What could you do differently that could allow for the ability to chase, uh, to, I'm sorry, to attract clients rather than to have to chase clients, right? So how could you turn that so that you're more heart-centered, um, as an entrepreneur and not just all about the money because, you know, that just doesn't last. It just doesn't last. And then the next is communication. You know, what's the what are the mechanisms and the systems that you use to create a client experience so that your client um, is loyal to you and compelled to tell everyone about you to create a revolving door? For you for your business what are some things that you could change do you have the right people should you let some people go should you recalibrate some people and their job duties and and things like that um, and then and then incredibility what could you do to become a market influencer to be a leader for your team and your community and your industry um, your family what are some things that you could be doing um, to shine a light on your genius on what you do and making sure again that that aligns with that clarity piece of it. You can't be an expert at plumbing and then, you know, be out talking about, you know, selling leaves to leaf blower people. You know, you do, it doesn't, it doesn't 
go together, right? It's not alignment. And then the last part is the continuity is don't just start it, keep doing it, right? Don't, don't say, oh, I'm going to quit, you know, smoking and, and do it for a week and then it all just falls, you know, to, by the wayside. Make sure that your continuity plan is scalable. Make sure it's um, achievable, right? And I'm not getting into the smart of businesses. I'm just saying that make sure it's achievable. Make sure that what you want to do um, and how you want to deliver it and how you want to show up with your clients and, and how you want to be that influencer is something that can be repeated regularly mm -hmm. that doesn't drive you back into the ground again. Mm -hmm. And so number four, you said was community then and, and or, I'm sorry, continuity, continuity on how to keep doing, how to keep these That's things a, going. Yeah. Clarity, community, communication, credibility, and continuity. Okay. Gotcha. Credibility was number four. Thank you for clarifying. Sure. No problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a great roadmap of, you know, helping people get clear on where they are, what kind of life they really want, what kind of business they really want, and then say, you know, what have I been doing that's not serving me that now I've got the opportunity to kind of have a, not a clean slate, but to reevaluate it. Like not every business is going to have to make a lot of changes, but some will have to make some changes. So whether you have to or not, now's a great time to evaluate it and just say, is it really serving me the way I want to? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I'll go back to Jonathan just real quick. You know, one of the things that he does in, in Rock the Recession, what I, what I love, and I'll give you his like five steps. And, and so think about cars as you're doing this, right? <laughs> um, so the first step is to assess where you're at, you know, assess your business. You know, um, do we have cash? Do we have the right employees? Do we have an emergency fund, whether it's personal or professional, right? Like just a, assessment of your assets right mm -hmm. the skill the soft assets that you have the hard assets that you have those types of things and the second is then tune them up and say well we don't have enough cash we don't have enough people we have too many people make some make some tune-ups right do some some tuning up then get in the race say okay so now that we have that let's let's get this thing started right let's get in the race and then the fourth one um, is accelerating it, right? So while we're, you know, walking into this recession, just like you said in the very beginning, this is not the time, maybe now, we've, we've, we're on this teeter-totter, this tipping point of this, this is not the time to go in and ask for big loans, you know, from your, um, from your bank, you know, for your business. That should have been done a while ago, right? But those who did it, are now in a position to accelerate during this time rather than try to catch up during that time. And as I said in the beginning, um, it formally won't be announced that we have a recession until you know June or so. So we do have a couple of months to still get these, these uh, ducks in a row, so to speak. So I, I just employ you to get on the phone with your bank and say, hey, what, what can I get? <laughs> you know, what can I do? Um, because that will allow you to accelerate. And then the fifth step that he has is knowing your emergency break. When it comes time to pull that break, knowing what expenses could be pulled back, right? What, what are the actions that you're going to take to ensure that you are able to, you know, uh, come out on the other side of this, this recovery, right? And so it's not an emergency break and saying, oh, my business is done and I'm pulling the break and I'm getting out. It's knowing that right now, what are the triggers, what are the mechanisms that would say to you, we have to stop uh, consumption and now do conservative, you know, be conservative in our, in our nature. And I love that he has that all together and that we still have time to put it together. 
And thankfully, I've known him for a while. So for me, this is business as usual, and I'm ready to accelerate. I already have everything in place to accelerate, and I'm ready for the race. Right. Um, and when you talk about accelerate, to clarify, you're talking about things like having the opportunity to buy other businesses or to buy real estate that's fairly priced. Yeah, because yeah absolutely. Value. That's what you mean by accelerate is go faster because you have the ability to leverage the opportunities that are there with the cash and the yeah, capital. You're not trying you to put, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not trying to put your car together. Mm-hmm. Right? You're already in the car and you're ready to go. And, and so by taking the time right now to assess your personal and your business, you know, sides while you're at home, you are putting yourself in this assessment, tune up, you know, race and accelerate. You still have time, but, but being consumed by the negative news and what's going on is not going to help you. It's going to delay that. And uh, yeah, and, and when I say accelerate, it's not even just, um, you know, the opportunities for real estate and, and businesses and those things, but it's also the opportunity to spend more time with your family. It's, it's also the opportunity to uh, become that market influencer, to use social media right now to become that market influencer, to touch base and connect. Um, I call it nurturing versus neglecting your database, right? This is your opportunity to nurture them so that when it's time to accelerate, you're already top of mind. You're not trying to become top of mind. You're already there. Right. Yeah. And you know, what you, what you said there, I think with those, those five steps um, and also your five steps for your own program, I think those are a great framework for people to follow. And what was Jonathan's last name again? I want to give him proper credit yeah, in the, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N Slane, S-L-A-I-N. And he um, wrote, uh, co-wrote the book, Rocking the Recession. Okay. Rocking the Recession. Great. Yeah. Those are so mm-hmm. great. And I want to give you kudos. Yeah, I definitely yeah. do because he he's put me in a great great position um, moving forward. I mean, I'm excited. I'm not I'm not capitalizing on what's going on or anything. I just know that I'm excited because I'm not um, looking backward or you know wallowing in my sorrows right now. I'm so excited because I know that I have prepared myself for what's to come. Definitely. Well, and that's so important. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're creators. We're the ones that create jobs. We create opportunities. We do things out of thin air. And this is no different. There are opportunities here to create out of thin air like what we've always done before. But we always, as entrepreneurs, have to be prepared for the ups and downs of cycles. It's just, it's just business and it's just life. So, you know, just to, yeah. you know, just to help, you know, reiterate what I hear you saying and correct me if I'm wrong, but in general, what I hear you saying across, you know, all the different things we've been talking about is, you know, now is a great time to get ready to weather a storm if you haven't already done so, you know, do what you can, even some of it may be too late, but some of it it's not. So do what you can to get some cash back and cash reserves that you have access to in your bank accounts and or in cash physically at home, you know, in your hidden safes. And then, you know, to also be um, preparing for having a contingency plan to know that, okay, if certain things happen, what metrics am I going to be looking at in my business so that when those things happen, I then can enact plan B without waiting until it's too late. Like yeah. what are those KPIs going to be that once revenue dips below a certain point and once certain factors happen, if that does happen, it may not, but if it does, you know, what expenses am I going to cut and how am I going to come out of this nimble and survive and do well? And then, you know, even if that doesn't happen, how can I continue to set myself up to accelerate with these extra resources? Because there will be great buying opportunities to acquire other companies, to acquire other skills, to acquire other staff, to acquire um, other real estate, 
when other people are hurting, you can create a win-win by you having the capital that they need that you give them for something that is undervalued that you can then accelerate. So that's kind of a nice summary of what I hear you saying. Is that accurate or what would you add to that? No, I wouldn't add anything to it. I well, except that just make sure that you're thinking about your family too, about Absolutely. what you know, that it's not all business centric, you know, that you don't get yourself back into that rat race. This is the opportunity to pull yourself off the wheel and reassess how you want to get back on the wheel. Right. That's such a great point because so many people are scared of finances right now that it's easy to lose sight that you know, going back to It's all about lifestyle. What is the point of being an entrepreneur if you don't have the freedom that you became an entrepreneur to be? That's like, you know, that's one of the whole missions that I'm on. It's like, you know, do you have all the freedom that you want in your life? If not, why, you know, you're like doing yourself a disservice as an entrepreneur. Like, let's create that. So I think now there's never been a better time for entrepreneurs to create the freedom that you've always wanted, even though you might be afraid. Overlook the fear and think strategically now more than ever. Ever, Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that we are moving from a me to a we society again. And this happened with 9-11. This happened with, um, you know, if, if you go way, way, way back into Pearl Harbor, right? Whenever there's a tragedy um, that, that has been surrounded by it, we come together. And this is the opportunity for you to come together with your family and with your uh, clients and your community and your staff and with yourself, right? So that we're moving from me to we and keep that in the the foremost, you know, in the front. And you saw that, I saw that bell curve happening on the internet over the last week. It was just a lot of negativity that turned, you know, it was all about me and you know, and I'm mad and I'm at home and how dare the government tell me I can't go someplace. And then it morphed into, no, this is we, we need to bring ourselves together. We need to, you know, lean on each other. And, you know, one of the things I was telling you before we went, we went live was that I pulled my family together and we did a zoom meeting with, with my kids and stuff. And we went through this process together to say, you know, who needs a fine, who needs to have a little tune up, um, who's ready for the race, who, it, who might struggle in this. And, um, you know, to just really fall on that sort of truth so that we can lean on each other. And maybe you have that in business through, you know, a group of advisors, you know, you have an advisory board or a mentor, you know, a mentor that you can lean on or a series of mentors, you know, that you work with that you could go to them and say, this is where I think I am and where I think I'm going to need some help. And, and let's plant the seeds with them now so that at some point you might have to call and get some cash from them for payroll. And would they be willing to help you? You know, let's get ourselves prepared so we're not frantic when the time comes. So um, I would say just, you know, really uh, do your own personal assessment as well as your business. I, I just can't stress that enough because otherwise we're just going right back into the rat race that we just left. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's such a great point. And, um, I love that you did that with your family. Like you said, it applies to your, your business colleagues and your mentors and other people as well. But what a great idea to do that with your family. Like if like me, I have brothers that live, you know, in different States than me, some of them are in the same state, some of them are different or live far away. And it's like, you know, just having a, a zoom meeting with my family. It's like, all right, let's do a check-in with everybody. What are our plans? And like to help them think that way, because they may not be entrepreneurs and they may not be used to thinking in that kind of, in in that kind of planning way. 
So well, I, you know, I love and that. People, we're all in different financial sectors as well. You know, when you're spread throughout the company, there's a different mindset. You know, I know in Northern Virginia where I'm at, you know, with, with uh, being right outside of D.C., you know, it's a, the mentality here is so different than the Midwest and the fears are different. Um, you know, what we have our eye on is different. You know, here I, it's all about, you know, government contractors, you know, what's going to happen with everybody who's a government contractor who's here, you know, are they going to, is the government going to do, I mean, they have a bailout coming right in, in a variety of ways. And are they going to be able to afford to have these government contractors? What's going to happen with them? But that's not a concern for someone who is in the Midwest who's saying, you know, spring's coming up and what are farmers going to do, right? Are we, you know, there's different challenges and you don't know what your family's thinking. You know what you're thinking, but you don't know what your family's thinking. And I think it's so prudent to be able to be there to say, look, we're here to support one another. Um, what can we do for each other? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and, you know, one thing you said to me before we started the recording that I would, I'd love to have as one of our, uh, you know, final points of discussion is you said, let's not delay success. Tell me what yeah. you mean by that. I love that line. Let's not delay success. Yeah, well, it's everything that we've been talking about, you know, is that uh, we can sit back, we can watch TV, we can watch the news, be totally consumed by this virus, um, consumed by the fact that we're stuck in a house, you know, if, for people that are. Um, or to feel that way, you know, I don't feel that way because I'm always stuck in the house right? <laughs> <laughs> when you're not and, traveling. Uh, yeah. yeah, when I'm not, I mean, literally, I'm either in my house or I'm on my way to an airport, right? right and that's, me too. <laughs> that's, that's the extent of me because, you know, my husband works every day and he's in the mortgage business and, and I go, hey, go to the store. And so I don't even go to the store. Um, I'm a little worried about my hair and my nails, but you know, <laughs> I'll I know, get over I know it. what you mean. We'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> women, I know women are funny that way, but uh, you know, and that's what I'm saying is don't delay it. I mean, you're here, you're, you're, you know, you're, you, you have the choice. I mean, this, this is your choice. You can, you can watch the news and, and pull yourself down into this drain or you can tap into the news to know what's going on and then say, okay, that's great. Now I have knowledge let me take that knowledge and apply it to how that would affect my business in the coming months and how I can make sure that I am guaranteeing my success. That's great. Yeah. And that's, that's a great recap of what you were talking about earlier, but I had to work in that quote cause that's such a great oh, quote of everything we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you have any resources for listeners um, about this issue or just in general, you know, because this episode is going to survive out there for a long time beyond um, when, when the coronavirus, you know, pandemic is, is causing such chaos. We will come out on the other side. So how can you bet, how can listeners um, get in touch with you, find out your free resources and whatnot? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is just jenduplessis.com. And I know you'll put the link in there and, and that has information to contact me. Um, you know, if someone's listening and they're, you know, they'd like to have a business breakthrough session, you know, maybe they're saying, I, you know, I didn't get it or I want a little more of it. I want some more understanding. They can text uh, the word strategy to 66866 and they can, you know, set up a time to have a, a little discovery meeting with me, you know, to see what I can do to help them, you know, feel better about where they're at. And that's good. Um, I would say go to Jonathan's website, which I can't believe he got it, which is recession.com for goodness sake, take the assessments that are there. There's some great, um, it's free and find out where you're at. You know, are you really prepared? Because I think part of it is not knowing, you know, I love that he has a checklist because it's so much easier to build from a checklist than it is to build from nothing. 
right? And say, I don't know. Am I prepared? You know, because he thinks of all the angles and stuff. And I'm not, you know, I don't get anything from that. I'm just trying to help people. I want you to also, everyone to also recognize that, you know, when the, when the, the economy is in a recession, that doesn't mean you're not going to be in a recession. If you lose a big client and you have two consecutive quarters of negative growth, that's a recession. That's why the government won't, won't be announcing that we officially are in a recession until we're, we're through June, right? And so, but if you lose business, if you're losing business now, that's, it's starting to tick, right? And, mm -hmm. and if you have two consecutive quarters of that, you are in a recession yourself. So always be prepared um, to, you know, weather this kind of a storm in your practice. I, mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, really, really key. So, um, you know, and I'll be continuing to post, I mean, we're all online and everything. I'll be, I'll be continuing to post, you know, things, um, you know, as we maneuver through this and it's sort of my take on it. I, I'm not an expert. I just know that I've been through it several times in my career, in my 37 year career in mortgage lending. I've been through it several times and I've weathered it every single time. And I'm more prepared now than I've ever been. And I'm not even in the business anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm more prepared than my clients are and they're in the business. And so I'm trying to get them to the point where that they, they can be the leader and, and, you know, lead their family and their, their uh, colleagues out of this. And, um, so that's what I would just say is get, get yourself prepared. And, um, I don't really know there's anything else to say. You yeah. Know? Thank you for those links and everything. And just to clarify, was that 66866 to text yes. the word strategy if somebody wanted to schedule a call? Yep. Okay, great. And then thank you for those website links. I will include those in yeah. the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for all the wonderful wisdom and a great discussion about all this. I was taking a lot of notes for myself too, and it's just always fun to talk to you. So thanks so much for being on today. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I hope that you come out of this rocking this recovery. Yes, exactly. So remember, everyone, freedom is a mindset, not a destination. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more information about The Vacation Effect or for details on today's show, head over to our website at vacationeffect.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.